it wasn't too long ago that I was making a turn and I had just inched into the intersection and you said, Joe, do you see that car? You didn't scream mm-hmm. at all. You just said yeah. it. And I looked and sure enough, I hadn't, it was in my blind spot, mm-hmm. my, on my left Literal side. Literal blind spot, yeah. And we would have gotten hit that day if mm-hmm. it weren't for you speaking up to make me aware of my blind spot. This is Behind Our Smiles. Pursuing connection. And finding joy. Even in the struggle. Welcome to today's episode. We're so glad you're hanging out with us. So before we get started, I wanted to take just a quick moment to say a huge thanks to our sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. If you're unfamiliar with Samaritan Ministries, they're a biblical solution to healthcare, and they offer financial support when a medical need arises. It's through their direct member-to-member sharing approach, and there are no network restrictions, and you can join today. In fact, you can find out more at SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. So, Joe, you're looking really good in your new glasses. Well, thank you very much. But the question remains, can you see out of them? Well, I can now. Okay. Without fail, uh, I'm blind in one eye. Mm -hmm. So every time I get glasses, for whatever reason, my brain just is really particular with my lenses. And so every time I get new glasses, I always have some kind of issue that has to be worked through. And it usually takes a few weeks. To get it right. Well, this time I switched eye doctors. So obviously I went into that thinking this is going to take even longer. I hope he doesn't kick me out of his practice. To get it right, right. And, <laughs> and I, I wait for that sometimes for the eye doctor to say, you know what? We this really is too like difficult. you, but here's a reference to a, a referral, if you will, to another eye doctor. Uh, almost like in like, what about Bob, mm-hmm. right? They're going to refer me. But these, they got the prescription right the very first time, but the glasses themselves where like something was off with them and then they took a little longer to come in. So it's always something that, um, that I deal with when I, when I get new glasses, here's the good news. It's been what, four weeks Mm -hmm. and they actually are working good. now. Yeah. The catch for you is you had a really hard time transitioning when you got progressives Mm. and you added a regular prescription plus the progressives and now you have transitions. It's a miracle that you can see. Well, and the the funny (laughs) thing about, yes, about progressive is I was fighting it because I know my brain mm-hmm. is very particular because I only have one eye. And um, so my eye doctor finally talks me into these progressives and I get them and I, what, I wore them for like three mm-hmm. weeks and I could not make them work. I was getting nauseous, dizzy, all that. So I threw them in a drawer because I didn't want to bug my eye doctor again. <laughs> one more time. I threw them in a drawer and I wore my old glasses for a year, which I know every eye doctor is saying, no, don't do that. It was so tough. And I came back uh, a year later, my eye doctor says, so how are the progressives working? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, to be honest with you, I haven't worn them at all. And he's like, oh, Joe, you should, you got to keep wearing them and, and let us know how we can help. So the coolest thing happened my prescription didn't change. Mm-hmm. So he says, just go ahead and use the glasses <laughs> you got last year. And I took them home. And within that afternoon, like three hours, my brain adjusted. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I was a year early, yeah. maybe. And now it. I've never looked back. Like, for instance, I did not know that my iPhone apps had that much detail. <laughs> I did not know that I really couldn't see my watch. Just those kinds of things. It's amazing when you have the right lenses. Well, the cool thing about in our marriage is it's, that is one struggle we both can relate to. Now, I do have vision in both my eyes, but vision is still being pretty generous because <laughs> I'm extremely, extremely nearsighted. So I'm sometimes jealous that Joe has got one eye, at least that can see in the dark. I can't get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom or I'll trip on my own shadow. So that's I had this period as well in the last few years where my contact lenses were not working at mm-hmm. all. And no matter what I did, I could not get them to see properly. And it was one of the most frustrating periods of my life to walk around the world and go, I am not seeing what it is I'm supposed to see. You know, all the signs I'm supposed to see, I can't see. 
And it was just, I remember every day to you too saying, Joe, what's wrong? And going back to the eye doctor one more time and saying, you got to get me a different set of lenses because I can't see. It's just and we don't, And that was so probably frustrating. A, a three or four year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't know exactly what happened. We finally found an eye doctor who found a, a set of lenses, a manufacturer who makes them and in a way that, that your eyes actually accept them. But I remember being with you at like church or mm-hmm. different places. You'd be like, who is that? Is oh, that I someone I should oh, know? If, and if the lights were dimmed, I yeah. couldn't place my mom 10 feet away from me. It was just frustrating. So if someone walking up to you, you wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to, to be warm and inviting yeah. because you didn't know who they were. Well, in the end, for me, the issue for me was I was wearing, you know, harder lens, yes, perm lenses, that I think what in the end the doctor said that because I am over 40, that your chemistry changes and they don't work well. So I had to switch to soft, which I know the majority of the world wears soft lenses, but I had a hard time mm. getting used to them. I lost some of my clarity, but I'm like... I can see well enough now, but it's one of those common struggles that we both have, which is feeling blind. So like we are the exact example of the blind leading the blind. (laughs) We both can't really see well enough. It's like I'm blind in one eye and I can't see out of the other. (laughs) So I was thinking about this in terms of, you know, our marriage and our podcast, they do that, you know, in the Bible, we're talking about blindness. Of course, a lot of it is the blind element of being healed, but a lot of it is spiritual blindness. And I think about that with the things that we can't see, but sometimes our spouse can see. Right. Mm -hmm. And the amazing help that mm-hmm. that can be. And I think, uh, especially there are times in our marriage when I, you're helping me see stuff and I'm getting mm-hmm. offended by it right. because I'm like, no, I got this. I got this. But you're like, no, you don't understand you don't what you're about it. to run into something mm-hmm. or you're about to run off a cliff or whatever, where if I can yield that and kind of have my hands open mm-hmm. to say, okay, what is it that I'm not seeing? It really helps mm-hmm. us. Well, again, if you can't see all the way, I need in those in those times, Joe or neither of us could see well. We did kind of check things back with each other, right? right. Does that sign say that? Is that what I'm, I'm seeing? And it is true with the blind spots. You know, we learned to drive, and we have had teenagers that have had to learn to drive to drive home this point that there are things that you cannot see, and you have to drive accordingly and live your life accordingly. That, and the only way we make up for that is to help look at the people around us to say, "What am I not seeing here?" Yeah, one of the greatest gifts that God gave us was mm-hmm. this gift of relationship and to to be able to to help each other in this journey that we're on. But as with our teenagers, sometimes I get prideful and don't want to admit that I don't have a blind spot, but that's exactly why it's called a blind spot mm-hmm. is because I don't know it's there. And the more that I allow Tara to speak into my blind spots, uh, the more that I can grow through that. And not that I'll have less because I think we always have things that we're working through. And I think what solving one blind spot just reveals other blind <laughs> spots. And it's actually kind of scary when you think about how much growth happens over a mm-hmm. lifetime of, of blind spots. Well, if spots. you don't want to grow that way, it's like in Proverbs when it says that, you know, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates, you know, correction is stupid. And I know that we come back to that a lot because it is so common to not want correction, not to say, hey, you're about to, you know, run into a truck. You know, like that one time, Joe, when you started to turn left into the oncoming traffic. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, should I correct my husband? Should I give him a little bit of, you know, he's not seeing the fact that there's headlights coming toward him. <laughs> well, and, and in my and defense, the lanes were set up really weird. It was a little weird intersection, right? Yes. It's happened just twice is all. Don't worry. You survived each <laughs> and, time. And you've, you've lost track of that. But the, it's right? like the you, classic line that, yeah. you know, that should be able to tell you, you know, I think you're going the wrong way, Joe. <laughs> I'm pretty you're sure. Going the wrong but again, if, if you're not in a place to receive that correction, mm-hmm. right? And me to say, hey, you didn't see that you went down the wrong street. It was an accident. How much trouble we can both get into if we don't acknowledge the fact that we can't see everything. One of my favorite moments. Um, and yeah, 
I'm embarrassed to talk about this, but one of my favorite moments was when I was driving and I didn't see that we were, because I'm blind in my left eye. So that's, mm-hmm. if you're on the driver's side, that's the driver's side. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm kind of moving toward the median, right? Mm-hmm. As I'm driving and Tara wants to say something, but I think <laughs> uh, I had gotten frustrated with you for mm-hmm. correcting my driving earlier that day. So you didn't say anything. And the next thing we know, <laughs> I drove right up because the yes. way the curbs were is it had a little Gradual. ramp. Yep. Uh, why do they put that <laughs> ramp there anyway? To tempt so you. So just all of a sudden we find ourselves driving sideways almost <laughs> down the road. <laughs> One the car, set of wheels, right. wheels on the ramp. And, and we're up there and, and I can't get us down because it's going to hurt the car mm-hmm. to pull us off that thing because it was pretty high up. But you're just sitting over there going, what did we, you know, like, mm-hmm. she's like, I could have told you, but you weren't, weren't listening. And so I had to it. literally, I think it was a mile. I had to drive on that mm-hmm. very carefully till it had the mm-hmm. ramp down and then mm-hmm. I could run off the median. But right. I think what I love about the idea of having, you know, someone in your life who can see your blind spots is that does give you a fuller picture mm-hmm. of your life. And I think it's so amazing that God gives us people in our life that can see things differently and to be honestly, Joe. To be honest, Joe, most of your perspectives, I don't always like the fact that you have a different perspective than <laughs> my, than I do. Right? It's it's frustrating because I want to say, hey, here's what I'm seeing, but once you can say, hey, wait a minute, maybe my husband's perspective on this issue is helpful to me. Maybe it will help me to see things better. You know, if you're dealing with some kind of situation that's difficult, I think it's always better to have a second set of eyes on a project. Well, and I'll be honest, there there are times. Um it, again, this is a, probably a little bit embarrassing, but there are times when my pride got in the way and it could have saved us some heartache just mm-hmm. to ask more legitimate your opinion to get mm-hmm. more, you know, into detail about what you were thinking about whatever it is that we were facing. And then there are also times when I was able to put my pride aside and say, okay, Tara, you probably know best with this. I'm not going to argue with you about it. What do you mm-hmm. think? And your way ended up being the better way mm-hmm. to go and help save me heartache mm-hmm. in that process. So yeah, I think being able to at least entertain another person's perspective, <laughs> right, can be good. And, and I think about sometimes where we could be looking at the exact same thing. I mean, think about like the last time maybe you were looking at a plane in the sky mm-hmm. and you're pointing it out to your kids. I remember this happened when my kids were younger and I'm pointing to it. I, I don't, mm. hey, see the plane, see the plane. And they're looking at it. They're like, yes, dad. And, but they're not looking where I'm looking. Mm-hmm. From their perspective, in the way that I see it, they're looking in a different place, but they're seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So for me to argue with them that they're looking at it differently would be hilarious, right? And it's not because a different picture. It's a more full, it's a more right. complete picture is what it is. It's not so much like yours is right and mine is wrong, but it's a more complete picture. Then we go, okay, we can make better decisions and have better judgment when we have more information what's going on. Hold that thought for just a second, Tara. Right now we're going to hear from our amazing sponsors of Meritson Ministries. Courtney was 17 weeks pregnant when she and her husband, Greg, learned that their son, Shepard, had a heart condition that would require multiple surgeries and were uncertain about his future. But Samaritan Ministries connected them with other Samaritan members who began to pray and share the financial needs of the pregnancy and the medical care Shepard needed. I don't know how Samaritan could have answered any differently and done any better. I don't know. And just to hear the confidence on the other end of the phone Mm. of this is not something that you need to be concerned about at all. You focus on the health of your family, the health of your baby, and we will walk with you every step of the way. 
Thankfully, through God's faithfulness and provision, Shepherd is surpassing all of the doctor's expectations. To read more about this family's journey and how you can join a community of believers like them, visit SamaritanMinistries.org smiles. That's SamaritanMinistries.org smiles. Well, I mean, one thing I learned, Joe, you mentioned about the idea of just being open to it is that was something that God has spoken to my heart, even in the process of us moving here, that when we ha- had these options and we thought that God was moving us, I was like at first kind of close hearted, like going, no, I'm not going to consider your point of view and your opinion on this because I like my point of view and my opinion on this. And I, what I had learned in that process was just consider it. Like wasn't mm-hmm. saying I have to sit there and say that what Joe is saying is hundred percent, absolutely the truth, something, but just consider it. And in that process of considering your point of view on why you would come to the conclusions you'd come to, I was like, okay, Joe just has some pretty valid points he's making mm-hmm. about the situation that we're in with your job and moving. And, and in the end, of course, now we have a much fuller picture, what yeah. I was doing the past two years and going, man, if I had since shut that down and not been considering your point of view, we would probably have been stuck in somewhere we didn't, we didn't want to be. Right. So we, uh, just in case you didn't know, we switched, I switched jobs um, about a year and a half ago and it meant a relocation mm-hmm. and our family was really rooted mm-hmm. in the community that we had, we were in. We had been there for 17 years. We knew we were really rooted in our church. Our house was always, always full of people. Our neighborhood was, was very well established. And so for us, giving that up was really tough. And for you, Tara, that mm-hmm. was really tough because we raised our kids mm-hmm. in that home. And one of our children was old enough that they weren't even going to come with us on the move. And so it was something that we had to really, really pray through and really think through. But in the end, it was very important for us to each see each other's perspective, mm-hmm. right? To be able to, cause you, you helped me with some blind spots. Sometimes, uh, as a guy, maybe I'm more adventurous, right? Mm-hmm. I'm more like, Hey, this is going to be great. Look at this. And you're like, yeah, but did you think about this? And being able to talk that out and, and, thoroughly discussed that I think was a, was a huge benefit to our family. And you're exactly right. Now that we're here and we look back, we're like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, look what God did. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. But we were able to avoid some potholes, right. And avoid some heartache just by simply entertaining the perspective of the other person. Well, and ask that question, you know, what am I not seeing here in that process of moving or whatever it is that you're, you're in, we really couldn't see everything. I mean, we had, okay, my perspective, what's happening, Joe's perspective, but the truth was we still did not see everything. At that right. point we said, okay, we believe God is leading us in this change. And, and when we don't see everything, sometimes we have to then the end to say, we have to trust God on this one because we can never, never see everything. We definitely cannot see the future. And one thing's for sure, we can never have seen 2020 as it ended up to be. Right. We thought that us moving would be the biggest you know, change there was in the world. And so it's just that process of learning to trust God in those times that we can't see. Right. The day we closed on our house mm-hmm. was the day that uh, our governor shut down the state. So, yeah, it was an, a, a very interesting time. And yet God grew us through that. But again, coming back to this idea that, Tara, if we weren't in that together and we weren't watching out for each other and had each other's back in that mm-hmm. perspective of being able, I can only see so much of the road right. and the journey, mm-hmm. right? You give me a much fuller view and being able to have access to that is huge. And through the years, I've had people give me great advice about your your husband or wife being uh, helping to be a barometer, right? Mm-hmm. Helping to kind of tell the temperature in the room and know what's going on in, in the environment, if you will, mm-hmm. so that when you're making decisions, you have a, a the more information you have, mm-hmm. the better. A little buffer there right. when you're kind of going extreme. And it reminds me, though, of the next, talk about the next steps or when you can't see everything. I was thinking, 
to the fact that, you know, God does not always promise us that 10 year plan, right? Mm-hmm. It's always like, okay, he will give you the information that you need for today or he'll guide you the feet steps in yeah. front of you. And it's just like, okay, we had enough information yeah. to see a step in front of us. And that's, that's about it. But so Joe, what would you say when we're, ta- we're offering help with blind spots? I know for me, I had to learn how to consider, you know, another person's point of view. I have to learn to say, okay, I don't know everything. I can't see everything. But when we're offering someone help, so when I see that you're going left into the wrong lane of traffic, how do I <laughs> offer help with your blind spots in a way that it's honoring to God? That's not just screaming, you know, stop Tara, the yeah. car. Tara has a way of <laughs> screaming. When, when, right? when, I'm, when oncoming traffic is right. coming towards me at 60 miles an hour, <laughs> yes, my default is to scream. And it's very, um, it's very unnerving, we'll just say. So, uh, hey, no, I think, yes. Excuse me, right. honey, can I talk about something? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and we're going to get hit head on. Um, no, I think, I think a, a gentle tone is huge, but I think that there are times, right, when you've mm-hmm. just got to speak very clearly and very straightforward and maybe a scream is needed so that we don't die. But um, I think probably the majority of the change had to be on on my side, right? To go, I need to be open to correction. Mm-hmm. I need to be open that maybe I don't know the best way. Um, I don't know what it is. I just don't, um, you know, like being told I'm going the wrong way mm-hmm. or um, especially when I'm trying to make decisions like that and there's a lot going through my mind, uh, you know, to be corrected just sometimes I tend to bristle and and that's my pride getting in the way, but I've learned like it wasn't too long ago that I was making a turn and I I just inched into the intersection and you said, Joe, do you see that car? You didn't Mm -hmm. scream at all. You just said it. And I looked and sure enough, I hadn't, it was in my blind spot, Mm -hmm. my, on my left side. Literal blind spot. Yeah. And we would have gotten hit that day if Mm -hmm. it weren't for you speaking that wisdom into me to say, Hey, just making sure you're aware of it. And I think that's the biggest one. If you had said, you didn't see that car, right. you would have been absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But the accuser, I would have taken that as an accusatory tone and it would have been wrong on my part to take it that way. But I may have said, yeah, who cares? You know, whatever. Yeah, for me, that's one thing I definitely can work on was, is the tone in which I say, you're going the wrong way. Right. <laughs> you can say that in different tones. Um, or sometimes I think for me, what I'm learning to say is, hey, can I share with you my opinion on that? Mm. Like, hey, I have an idea or I have an opinion rather than going, Hey, my opinion is better than yours. Just say, Hey, can I share you what I think about that situation or your, your thing you're, you're dealing with right now? And then you can say, yeah, I want to hear your opinion rather than coming through it. Like, Hey, this is, you know, hard, short, hardcore facts. And I'm just going to throw it on you like a brick. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes we do think our way is better, right? Well, it is usually. right. <laughs> and so what ends up happening when we believe our way is better, we tend to talk down mm-hmm. to the person across from us instead of talking with them. And I think that's an adjustment you and I have made that's been huge. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in another mm-hmm. podcast, but that's a great idea. Now, please tell me more. And being able to look at that as going, I'm not saying you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this might be a different way to do it mm-hmm. that may actually lead to a better outcome. Now, I will say if I'm heading into oncoming traffic, it's okay to say I'm wrong. <laughs> Well, the thing with the whole offering offering correction there too is instead of having to just always offer it, it's been worked out well for us when we invite it first. Mm-hmm. And you know, rather than you having to say, again, can I share my opinion? We've gotten both better at saying, hey, here's what's going on. Here's the choice I'm making or here's the path we're going on. And what do you think about that? Do you see a problem with this? 
and that way I'm inviting it so you don't feel like an idiot going, actually, I do see a problem with that. Can I share with you my concerns? So I think sometimes when we get the habit of us inviting that influence into our lives and inviting the, am I not seeing it? You know, Ryan's like, when I'm, when I'm driving, I really don't like merging. It's one of my worst things I had to do when I'm driving. So (laughs) the good news is I usually have kids in the car with me or I often do. So I remember when I got old enough, I was able to rely on them for help too. So if I'm merging into the highway at 50 miles an hour, I just don't like that scenario. I can tell them, hey guys, is it clear? Tell me if it's clear. Because I think it's clear. I've checked my mirrors, but I'm going really fast and getting faster. So is it clear? Can I, can I merge into this lane? And when they got old enough to make that judgment, they were like, oh yeah, mom, it's clear. You're good to go. And I trusted them. That was kind of a scary feeling too. Like, okay, I'm trusting this kid to tell me that I can merge. But it was really a big help. And I'm asking for that help and saying, hey, I have a blind spot right now. I would love your help in seeing this so I can proceed safely onto the highway. Pastor shared a story a few weeks ago about a battleship. I think it was about a battleship. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to really massacre yeah. the story, mm-hmm. but he's coming in and he sees another vessel or mm-hmm. ship and says, basically radios and says, you're in my path. Mm-hmm. We're in a collision course. Right. I need you to move. And the vessel said, the other person on the other line says, no, I'm sorry. I need you to move. And the guy says, no, this is a battleship. I yeah. need you to move. And at the end of the story, basically the other vessel was a lighthouse. Yes. <laughs> I'm the lighthouse. I strongly urge you yeah. to move. And sometimes I think we, our blind spots uh, make it impossible for us to realize that we're actually on a collision course with something that can't mm-hmm. move. And if we would just listen or take advice mm-hmm. from uh, like, you are a great helpmate. So if I'll just listen and take advice from you, that, that helps me avoid a collision with the lighthouse. And you know, Joe, even though we are the blind leading the blind here, I am super <laughs> thankful that I do have your wisdom and your insight in my life, what you can see with your good eye. And same with you, <laughs> except when you don't have your contacts. And don't or your listen glasses. to any of my advice. If I'm not wearing my glasses or contacts, I will not help you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Can you do us a quick favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and subscribe or follow. And we'd love for you to leave a rating or review. Yeah, and a five-star rating actually helps others find the podcast as well. And mostly we'd love to connect with you. You can find us at Behind Our Smiles on Facebook and we're Behind Our Smiles Pod on Instagram. This episode of the Behind Our Smiles podcast was made possible in part by our friends at Samaritan Ministries. Samaritan Ministries is a biblical solution to healthcare where members bear one another's burdens through prayer and financial support when a medical need arises. It's affordable healthcare sharing. See how you can join today at SamaritanMinistries.org smiles.